SAFM 105.6 FM in Palaburwa. Talking about the history of Sharpville, as well as, uh, you know, it being the 21st of March and what, uh, what this day represents, Human Rights Day. We're joined now by uh, Tami Kaplaiki Butami. Welcome to Lifetime Live. Hey, and to your listeners. So let, let's give a bit of background in terms of Sharpville. And I mean, before the events of 21 March 1960, this was, uh, you know, what was former the Transvaal, and that's today a, a part of Gauteng. Let's talk about this township, Sharpville, looking back. Well, looking back, we we see the ascendance into power of the National Party in 1948. And when the National Party came into power, it came with a number of a litany of racist legislations. One of the legislation was what is called Kulupiris Act. It meant that certain black areas which were very close to white areas had to be taken away. As a result, in the Val, what was called Everton, the Val Triangle during that time, there was a township called Top Location. It was very close to the town of Sharpville. Uh, according to this Kulupiris Act, that township had to be moved. And this was in 1949, uh, 49, and the final uh, Relocation took place in 1950, 1954. Mm. The, the residents and inhabitants of this small town, it was a shanty town called Top Location, had to be relocated to a new township which became known as Sharpville. And Sharpville is derived from the name of the mayor, the then mayor of, of Renaheim, who originated from Scotland. He named this new town after himself and became known as Sharpville. Now, Sharpville had a different regime of the existence of African people. For instance, in top locations, black people could brew sorghum beer, black people were not, uh, the past laws were not enforced, there was a vibrant social life, there were musical bands, subtle singstars. There was a whole lot of excitement, similar to Sophia Town, Alexander, and those other townships. But when they moved to Subway, all that was cancelled, because it was now regimented to comply with the rigors and expectations of an apartheid regime. That is why the boil of anger started discriminating. The people of Sharpville became resentful to the new imperatives of their existential conditions. It was in this regard that the conditions of revolt were now laid, and later on, when the passes were being enforced with critical brutality, for instance, in this new township, people began to, re- to react and respond. Similarly, there was a township called Everton. The leadership of the ANC during that time, particularly the ANC Youth League, resided in Everton, people like Vosimake, David Siboeto, uh, and many others. They, mm. they were the ones who were closer to Orlando, they were closer to the uh, bigger youth league of the ANC. In 1957, they embarked upon a huge protest called Everton Pass by Court. And in 1959, uh, on the 6th of April, they broke away in, in, in mass, for instance. They broke away from the ANC to follow Robert Sobukwe when he launched the Pan-Afghanist Congress. PAC. As a result, Everton became a very strong hold of the PAC, and correspondingly, Everton used its proximity to Sharpville, Bipatong, and Mupilo to engineer a new revival of the pan Afghanist politics. So that is why on this day, 1960, it was on a Monday, the people of Sharpville reacted or responded to the call, clarion call made by Robert Sobukwe, who was in Mufolo during that time. As per the instructions of the PAC, there was a very strong PAC branch that had existed under the leadership of the two Nyakali brothers, especially in this case, 
So that is why we saw Shabville reacting in the manner that he did. The, the irony with Shabville is that the police station was very small, minuscule, was located in the, within the township. And increasingly, as the more people were coming back from work, there was a work stoppage, as because people came and surrendered themselves for passes, they were told to come after a few hours, and by the time they came back, that multiplied to almost two to 3,000. And the mm-hmm. police, in their report, they felt they were frightened, and that is why the killing happened, and the history, the watershed events took place. But before that, if we can go back a bit, mm-hmm. the same year, 1960, in February, you find Harold Macmillan, who was the then Prime Minister of England, taking a very big tour to the African continent and talking about the winds of change. He says winds of change are blowing. He started in Ghana. He went to Nigeria, saying that the colonial powers must begin to loosen their grip on the, colon- the colonies, and they must begin to embark on the process of self-governing so that the, t- the colonies and the territories must be allowed some access of growth, self-rule. It applied to Lesotho, applied to Botswana, later applied to Swaziland, uh, because there was the so-called... British colonies. But the Afrikaners did not, uh, did not like that. Fervut in particular took exception. And in Ferenaheim, coincidentally, in Ferenaheim, in the end of February, he gave a big speech where he reacted to Harold Macmillan's speech to say, whatever winds of change are going to blow, they'll blow everywhere else, but they will never blow in South Africa because the natives here are satisfied with the government and the rulership of the white people. And this was proven very wrong on the 21st of March mm. when people reacted to the call made by Sobukwe. Because he himself, together with nine people, walked and marched and handed themselves for arrest at the Orlando Communal Hall. And he was later joined by 89 other people who were then sentenced to various terms of prison. And he was sentenced to three years imprisonment for, for incitement. 69 people killed, and as you said, the South African police had their own uh, views, and sources disagree in terms of the behavior of the crowd. Some saying the crowd was peaceful, while the uh, the police were saying they felt um, they were threatened. Will we ever know, or does it really not even matter now? Well, what happened is that, remember before self, it was an incident in Katomano, uh, where black people rose in revolt. And the Katomano incident was when the was came to describe the women who were selling soccer and beer. And these women rose in revolt, and few white people were killed. So it was hot. Uh, no, no, it was just on the eve of Shabu. So the white regime had some sense of apprehension about dealing with white or black uncontrollable crowds. So that's why in Shabville there was a sense that white people wanted to teach black people a lesson now that uh, there was a view that the people in Shabville were emulating the Katomana incident, which was fresh in the memory of the white people. Remember what happened in Shabu was that was a huge reinforcement of police contingency. Sarazins, for instance, had to be deployed from Krukasdorp. Police Sarazins had to come from Timistin. Other police Sarazins had to come from Pretoria. That is why people are given three hours to come back. Within that three hours, a huge movement of police Amari entered the township of Shabu. But the people are undeterred. And then the more people, the more brave insofar as a force a uh, force in reprisal, the white people wanted to project, the more of our people were demanding to be free. You remember in Southville and many other parts of our people, on a day-to-day basis, almost 10,000 people were arrested for passes. And those who did not be aware and able to pay the fines, they were sentenced to work hard labor in many farms. You remember the issue of the Babaton, issues of the potato farms where people would go, go and dig, uh, and, sort of, and dig potatoes with their bare hands. 
which was revealed by the Grand Magazine. So there was a lot of brutality. Black people who do not pay fines, fines of passes were taken to white farms and to work as endangered labor, maybe for three months or for four months. So mm. the brutality visited to the uh, visited to the African people by parties was so enormous that by the time when the call was made, but we'll also remember... Yeah, we we are unfortunately out of time, uh, Putami, put and, and this, obviously these lessons uh, will continue. They are absolutely pivotal. Human Rights Day, we will always uh, commemorate. And thanks again for your time. Tamika Plaiki, uh, talking to us about the history of Sharpville. We are